Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD Guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to share a couple other really interesting things, things that I think are interesting, and you might find relatable, um, two or three specific things, in relation to that last podcast I did. So, um, again, on that show, you know, it's just a show, but shows can be very relatable and coping mechanisms for people. But that show that I mentioned that I I recently started watching, True Blood, um, again, it's set in the American South, and it's basically a tragic comedy. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I wrote a play that we produced in 2019, like we literally did it, and, you know, we had audiences and everything. And that play was a tragic comedy, too. That's probably why I like this show so much, this True Blood show. And another reason why is half the cast or half the characters in my play were Southerners because the the play was set in North Carolina, and that's where I used to live. Um, I used to live in eastern North Carolina. And on True Blood, it's set in Louisiana. So, you know, most of the cast, I would say, is Southern characters. Um, And there's a lot of, like, Southern customs and quirkiness And like I said, this is more of like an adult, like a redneck kind of bar hopping type show. Um, It's very loose and nothing's hidden, you know. Um, It's very true to human nature, I would say. Um, And they add in, you know, some mythical stuff with the vampires and everything. But the fact that it's a tragic comedy is very powerful. Um, The guy who actually wrote and directed it is Alan Ball. I think he created it. And he did the movie American Beauty. And I think that I've mentioned that movie on here. It might even be a year ago. I don't know. In relation to movies related to trauma. Because the neighbor boy in American Beauty. His dad's very abusive. And his mom is like in shell shock. So this guy, Alan Ball. He knows how to write this stuff. And there's one particular scene that I watched today. Where there is a mom who's an alcoholic. And she has been her daughter's whole life. And her daughter is now like 25 years old. And the daughter puts up with the mom, but she very much resents her. And they fight a lot. And the neighbor lady, who was the main character's grandma, is murdered in this, I think it was like the fifth or sixth episode. And they're at her funeral, this grandma's funeral, the grandma who was murdered. And um, the the lady comes, comes by, her neighbor, who's the alcoholic, she shows up to the funeral and she she wants to say something and she's not intoxicated at the funeral she's sober and she's normally not sober but she is at the funeral and she says how much she appreciated this woman helping watch over her daughter while she just couldn't do it and then she tells her daughter you know the daughter doesn't like that she's there and talking and everything and this daughter who's like 25 she um the mom tells her that she has a a demon in her so she's saying the alcoholism is like there's a demon in her and the daughter kind of looks at her like she's making excuses and she doesn't want to hear it and she kind of laughs about it um but that's very true if you struggle with substance abuse and that's one reason the show is well done because that's a very heavy topic but the show is laced with a ton of humor there's so much um comic relief and humor and 
it's really a show that I think is great if you are trying to cope with certain things. Um, and again, this is a show, it's about vampires, but there's a much deeper meaning going on here. Um, like I said in the last episode, one of the main vampires, um, he was actually in the Civil War, and then a woman that he went to find refuge with, she actually ended up being a vampire, and she turned him into a vampire because she liked him. Um, all the other men that come, came to her house, um, she, she wasn't so nice to them. But um, it's just a very interesting show. Um, and again, when I wrote my play, as I said, half the characters were Southerners. And a, there's a lot of comedy connected to my play from those Southerner characters. Like whenever I wrote out my play, I had to actually write out the way Southerners speak. And so I would write out Italian um, or Italian. So like if a Southerner says Italian, you know, they say it differently. They elongate their words. So I had to like actually write it out that way. And there's just a lot of kind of quirky humor um, to lighten up a play, like to make it a tragic comedy. Because in order to kind of understand heavy topics, you need humor or else you're just not, you're not going to make it, in my opinion. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention that I thought was so interesting was that the um, the main character, she can hear what people are thinking. Like she can walk through a room and hear what people are literally thinking about her and other people. And when I went to that church like about a week ago and I talked to that guy Chip about my dreams and how they come true, the first thing he said was, have you lost any friends because of that? And he almost said it in kind of like a funny way, like because I told him that I started telling people about this. And he said, have you lost any friends? And that's very much, in my opinion, a Midwestern response to having things like this happen. And the reason I say that is because when I lived in North Carolina, the very first time I ever had a dream that came true was the same week I I first had Bell's palsy. So I had my, my body was reacting to a really stressful situation and I woke up with Bell's palsy. That was like the first week that I ever had these dreams that came true and all these, I don't know if you call them visions or what you want to call them, but it was like my mind was adjusting to what was happening to my body. Um, and so my friends, when I lived in the South, in North Carolina, they said, well, maybe you're clairvoyant. You know, they didn't say anything like, oh, did you lose, are you going to lose some friends because of this? Like, it was so interesting that he said that because as soon as he said, have you lost any friends because you've been talking about your dreams being coming true? My response was, no, I haven't. And on this show, True Blood, the grandma who passed away in the first episode or second episode, she's talking to her granddaughter who can hear people's thoughts and the grandma says that it's a gift from God, that this that this granddaughter can hear these people's voices and um, hear their thoughts, I should say. And so the grandma didn't look down on it. She saw it as like a gift. And that's very true to Southern culture. They're much more spiritual and they're much more, I would say, in tune with things like that. Um, and that, that comes from a lot of different places. But in the Midwest, where I grew up and where I live now, I have to say there, there's not as much of that. And it's kind of sad. And it really made me, it really inspired me to finally 
finish writing that play and doing a copyright because that spirituality and that humor that is all within that southern atmosphere the southern characters in my play um like I don't know what I would have done if I was having those dreams and this was back I don't know the first time I had it was 2010 when I had Bell's palsy um you know I don't know what I would have done without those friends who had such a different perspective of it um you know and it's I know that not everybody in the Midwest is like that but I just thought it was interesting because it was almost like there was something that was closed off about him. Um, and as I've said, I, I'm not going to try to study mine as much. I'm going to let them happen, but I'm not going to overanalyze them, my dreams. Um, but I just wanted to point that out because it, it really stood out to me just watching the show. And I, I thought it was really interesting that it happened the same week. So the same week I went and talked to him at that church and... You know, and I told you guys I'm not going to go back there because um, one reason I was going there was because I thought it, I was supposed to because it was the church of the guy I wrote my college paper about. And I didn't ever know that until somebody just told me. And I thought, well, that's interesting that the guy I wrote my college paper about, this church is comes from him because originally the, the church wasn't named what it's named now. Um, so I didn't know. But the odds that I'm started watching this show the same week of that, I just think is so, it's so fascinating. Um, and it's so, it's such a good tragic comedy example. Um, and there's a lot of kind of wild zaniness in it and a lot of adults, like I'll just say intimate scenes that are pretty wild, um, like pretty kinky basically. Um, you know, and I'm not a, a prude, so it's like, it's fine with me. Like, I'll, I'll watch basically just about anything, except I don't like torture. But um, I just thought it was... The last few episodes have been very, very interesting. Especially the mom who struggles with alcoholism. And the ability of these writers to put such dark, heavy storylines and throw so much humor on it. I just highly recommend it. And so I just wanted to share some of that. And like I said, I saw it on Hulu, um, but you can also rent DVDs or, you know, buy it, whatever you want to do. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to share some of that. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off. <laughs>